0: Welcome to KathleenWitten.org. We believe that Kathleen's message will inspire you, encourage you, and give you a fresh perspective on life. Now, here's Kathleen. I was thinking about this, and I thought, you know, hearing the voice of God, and sometimes that can sound really bold, and that can sound really almost obnoxious. And, you know, you have people in Christianity today, they're in their both camps, and somehow we got to meet in the middle and and have balance and I've heard that over and over again but I know that one area where you can't get out of balance is in knowing that as your child your father wants to speak to you and I know that probably most of you um, that are men in this room are fathers and not only do you want to speak to your child but you want them to listen to you and so this is the voice of God and the will of God that we hear Him. And I just pulled a few scriptures because anytime someone comes and speaks to you, um, it's just great to be able to say, where is that in the Word? There's so many people out there that, um, frankly, are just weird. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm sorry, but I, there's just no way to get around it. And so um, I hope that you will um, tonight write down the scriptures um, if you're planning on coming next Wednesday I'll be here for three Wednesdays in a row bring your Bible and and write down these scriptures because you know what you're going to have your child one day or you even are going to question your mind God are you speaking and do you want me to hear and you're going to go what are those scriptures that girl was saying and you're not going to have them so um, I just pray that 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 you'll write these down Exodus 15:26 says, listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God. Isaiah 28:23 says, listen and hear my voice. Pay attention and hear what I say. You ever said that to one of your children? You just take them sometimes when they're little by the cheeks and you say, look in my eyes and listen to what I'm saying. And I feel like God to our generation is saying that. There's no way that we can always go on a retreat and get on a mountaintop and then wait until the sun and the rooster crows and we're all by ourselves and we can hear the voice of God. That's wonderful when we have times like that. But we've got to be able to hear God in a screaming, loud world. And we've got to know that that's His will so that we'll be pushing and and seeking that. Because you know what? Really what you seek, you really will find And what you go after, you will achieve. I mean, the Bible says, "If you seek God, you will find Him." And what you sow after, you will reap. Another scripture that talks about the voice of God. Deuteronomy thirty verse twenty says, "Listen to His voice and hold fast to Him, for the Lord is your life." Matthew eleven fifteen says, "He who has ears, let him hear." Matthew seventeen five says, "Listen to Him," talking about Jesus. Isaiah 30 verse 21 says your ears will hear. And Hebrews 3.7 says hear his voice. John 10.27 says my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And John 10.16 and of course this is Jesus talking says listen to my voice. And there will be one flock and one shepherd. And John 10.3-5 John says listen to his voice. Know his voice. They do not recognize a stranger's voice. You know, Jesus says that we're not to even recognize a stranger's voice because he is so depending on us knowing him intimately, knowing his word, so that we, when a stranger's voice comes to us, will not even compute or recognize it. And that's what we as a generation who um, is so inundated by so many different voices and so many different ways of communication should be seeking after with all of our heart and soul and mind and know that that's the will of God. Not just for our children, but for ourselves. Because you can't give away what you don't have. And we seem to be the generation that's trying to give away what we don't have. (laughs) And it's not working. And we're empty. And we're telling our children, God loves you and he'll speak to you. And then we know in our hearts. But we're not ever slowing down for him to speak to us. And so I'm hoping tonight that if you're hearing the voice of God, it's becoming crisper and clearer that that's what it'll become over the next three Wednesdays. And then if you've never heard God's voice, you will not only know it's his will, but I know, I just have a knowing in me that you're going to hear him speak tonight. How's that for bold? Mm-hmm. All right. Spiritual law. You know, there's spiritual laws in the, in the Bible just like there's physical laws. And a physical law such as gravity. You know, if I go up to the top of St. Luke's and I jump down, I am going to see God. <laughs> I mean, you know, that is a physical law. You're not going to say, oh, well, you know, 99% of the time that happens. No, that is a physical law. Unless God intervenes, which that is not likely because God said don't tempt him. So that's a physical law with well, there's spiritual laws. And there's a spiritual law that I want to share with you that's so important. And Jesus even reiterated it in a different way in the parable of the talents. But the spiritual law is the more that you expect, the more you receive. The more you give, the more you get. The more you seek, the more you find. The more you sow, the more you reap. And so I just want you to know the more you expect tonight to hear the voice of God, it's a spiritual law. It's 100% accurate. The more you will hear God's voice. Expectation and faith run together. And so often we use the word faith, 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 faith. And it's just kind of like out there, maybe in the future, faith kind of word. Faith and expectation are so similar And I just want you to have an expectation tonight to hear God's voice. In the parable of the talents, do you remember where Jesus told the story of the man who went on a journey and he left talents which were money, but we could use it as talent. We could use it tonight as our ability to hear the voice of God. He left it in the care of different servants. And one servant took that talent that he was given and he multiplied it He had five talents and he multiplied those five. And the master came back and said, Well done, good and faithful servant. And then another one was afraid that with that one talent he was given, he was going to lose it. Or, I don't know exactly what he was afraid of, but the Bible says that Jesus says he buried it. And the master came back and said, "You, Even that one that you had that you buried will be taken away from you. And I want us to look at Matthew 25:29, the end of that story because Jesus says everyone who has will be given more and he will have an abundance whoever does not have even what he has will be taken from him everyone who has Matthew 25-29 will be given more and he will have an abundance but whoever does not have even what he has Will be taken from him. That doesn't sound like Jesus, does it? But Jesus is saying there that whatever God has given you—the capacity to hear His voice, the talents that He's given you, the gifts that He's given you—if you don't use them, that Scripture says you're going to lose them. And I'm not saying that God's going to come and like take them away, and you need to fear tonight that they're already gone, you know. Because I have half the people come up afterwards and go, you know, Kathleen, I think they're gone. (laughs) I'm 45, I've never used them, and they're gone. You know, I'm saying that let's awaken what is in you to hear the voice of God and know that it's expectation and then a wanting to use that, a reaching out to say, God, I want to hear you. After salvation, given God has given us the Holy Spirit, ears to hear. And um, I think that it's important, even though it seems awkward right now, that if you do not have the Holy Spirit in you, I want to tell you this. I don't want to wait three weeks and at the end of um, the Wednesday to say this. You don't have the capacity to hear the voice of God And so it's important for me to express to you, if you're here, I have to count on the fact that you want to hear the voice of God in the screaming, loud world. And so it's important for me to tell you that if you don't have the Holy Spirit, that you can't hear Him. And to have the Holy Spirit is simply asking Christ to come and live inside you and not only be your Savior, but be your Lord. And that's such a relief. For those of us who are control freaks, because if I start to be the Lord of my life, I am the most anxious, wrought up, unpeaceful person on the inside. I can really look nice on the outside, how about you? But on the inside, I'm talking about, when you lay down your head at the pillow at night, don't you like to say Jesus you are Lord? I love to be able to say that and to know that Jeremiah 29:11 is true, that he has good plans to me, plans to prosper me and give me a future and a hope. And to know that John 10:10 10, 10 is true that he wants to give me life and life abundant. And to know that he is love and that God is working in me and through me cuz I belong to him and you can't Have that peace and you can't hear the voice of God without the Holy Spirit. And so I'm going to stop as awkward as it is and as um, uneasy as some of us might feel. And I'm going to pray a salvation prayer here at the beginning of all these Wednesdays. Because I want to make sure that if there's anyone here that has not or maybe is not sure that they have made Jesus Lord. And they're not sure they have the Holy Spirit living inside them that they can. And I'm not here to embarrass anybody. I'm not going to call you up. So I want everyone to pray after me. Um, And then if you're just not ready, you can silently not. And um, everyone's doing their own thing. But for those of us that know the Lord and those that want to, Holy Spirit, I ask you to anoint me to pray this prayer. If you will repeat after me, um, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I do ask you to forgive My shortcomings. I ask you to forgive forgive, um, those things that I have done wrong and said wrong. wrong And And thought wrong. wrong. God, God, I want to hear your voice. And I am asking your son. To not only be my Savior, but to be my Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. God speaks in so many different ways. And um, I wanted to name a few. I realized that if I um, teach on every single one of these, I'm going to be here for 17 weeks. And so, and I know that that's not even a complete list. But I want to name them because I want you to start... Um, thinking about you're going to be able to add to my list but to start thinking about the ways that God has spoken in your life and and sometimes it's subtle and sometimes it's just extremely bold but he speaks through his word the Bible that is the only 100% accurate way that he speaks and that's so important for us to know that that's so important especially when we get in tough situations and we start thinking that God's speaking out of a circumstance not always Or we start thinking that God's speaking from a person. Not always. It's 100% accurate only through His Word. God speaks through peace. He really does. We have peace to do something or we don't have peace. And that increases the more we know His Word. And for any of you that know my ministry, it's the Word, the Word, the Word, the Word, the Word. Because I don't really have too much to offer beyond that. But the Word has not only saved my life, it's changed my life. And the Word will bring you not only through something, it will bring you to something. A Heavenly Father with His arms wide open who wants to love you and save you and restore you and change you and cleanse you and let you not only start over, but let you get past the past. Only God can do that. God speaks through um, worship, praise, music. Um, Gosh, I could go on and on about that. But through worship... So many times, that is the time that I can hear the voice of God. God speaks through people, friends, strangers, children. Is that not true? He so speaks through our children. I have so many examples to share of that. And I'm going to be sharing that probably next um, Wednesday. He speaks through uh, spiritual gifts. Um, That's true. Sometimes people will just say, I feel like God is is saying this to me concerning you. Again, go back to the word. God speaks through grace. He speaks through circumstances, the Holy Spirit, nature, wise counsel. Proverbs 15:22 says plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many counselors they succeed. God speaks through the media. He speaks through a book. He speaks through mistakes. Some of us can only learn that way. You ever start describing one of your children and you're just like, gosh, you know, this child I can say, don't touch the hot stove. And they don't. This child I can say, don't touch the hot stove. And they run, they run to the hot stove. And then God goes, you know, God speaks through our children. God speaks sometimes through mistakes. There are things that I know God had to let me experience to know um, not to do again or to really hear his voice. I don't really like learning that way. And God speaks through par- prayer. Um, so often I'll pray something and I'll think, I didn't hear anything. I wonder why God didn't answer that. And then I'll be getting into my car and I'll hear him so quick, quick, um clearly. God speaks through um, pain. I had um, back surgery about Three weeks ago, and it was, we thought it was going to be pretty big, but it ended up being really big. And there were two days when I was in just um, a tremendous amount of pain, and all I heard from God was shh And I felt Him holding me, and I read the scriptures out loud because that's what brings me peace and comfort. And I thought, God, I hate that. Why do you do that? And I know yet that that's what I do, and that's what you do when our children are hurting. Don't you ever have a child that's hurting and you just hold them and say shh and what you're saying is it's going to get better. You're going to get over it. And I can't tell you why he didn't take the pain away, but I do know that he holds us and gets us through it. So sometimes it's just um Sometimes it's just shh. God speaks through listening. I'll never forget the time that God said, "I like you." <laughs> I love that because I think that most of us spend a lifetime just for God to say that. And God's saying that to every single one of you tonight. And no, I'm not one of those cheesy people that I want you to turn to one another and say that with tears in your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) But we know God likes the perfect person and we know we're not. See, I know who I really am. And so does God. And I'll never forget the day. He said, you know, I love you and you know that. But do you know I like you? And I was 100% assurity from the Holy Spirit know that I was at least in here to say, God not only loves you, he likes you. Just the way you are. I want to talk to, talk to you tonight, though, about how God speaks to his word. And we've got just the right amount of time. And um, that is my most favorite way that he speaks. Um, That is the one way that the enemy, and yes, there is an enemy, and yes, that was about two-thirds of Jesus' teaching, is to teach about the fact that we do have an enemy. And the one thing the enemy does not want you to do is open the Word of God. Because that not only brings the voice of God, that brings the peace of God, that brings the direction for your life, it reveals who you really are. And the one thing as a Christian that he doesn't want is for you to open the word. He will do everything for you not open the word. Have you ever noticed that you can watch TV until 12 at night, but if you open your Bible, you go to bed right away? You know, why is that? I mean, we need to fervently be opening the word of God because it's the voice of God, and it's so accessible here that we don't. I really believe that if America became... um, in a really traumatic situation where we were under siege and all of our Bibles were taken, as Christians, the first thing we would dive to is the Word. You are not going to take that from our family, we would say. And you're not going to take that from our children. We would hide it. and We would be like China. And yet, because it's so accessible, we don't treasure it. And we should. And so if I wish I could teach every Wednesday about the Word, but the most important thing that I want to say is that God speaks through His Word. And if I could, if I could just relay one message, it would be to you, um, open the Word of God. You know, as a baby Christian, and we say that for anyone who's brand new, uh, maybe if you just prayed that prayer, you're brand new, even if you've been in church all your life, because if you've never prayed that prayer, then the Word will not seem as exciting to you and it won't come alive like pieces of it are highlighted just for you because the Holy Spirit does that. And He comes into you when you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life. But the Word of God speaks to us. And as baby Christians, you can open the Word. Do you remember just being able to open the Word almost anywhere? And it was just the right scripture for that time. And then later, God wants you to grow up and start seeking and searching out what will speak to you at that time. Whatever it is that you're going through tonight, you as a believer in Jesus Christ should be seeking God's voice through His Word about that particular subject. It's there. And yet, I will talk to men who will... Talk about hunting, and they've got like, they're up at four and they're gonna hunt all day, and they didn't find that particular um, whatever they're hunting. Sometimes it's, it's, uh, what, what did you hunt recently, Dad, that we accused you of just tying up and shooting? I can't remember. <laughs> But anyway, whatever it is, it's, exotic, it's this exotic game, whatever it is, they will wake up at 4 and hunt and go and search and behind, and they grown men with leaves and, and green painted on their face. And yet, when they need something in the Word, they'll be like, I just don't know where it is, I can't find it. And I'm thinking, you will not leaf through a clean Bible, but you will crawl through shrubbery at 4 in the morning at 30 below to shoot a deer. That you probably, most likely, will not even eat for longer than a month and your wife will go, Ooh <laughs> Or then we as women will search for just the right tone of pink belt to go with that outfit. And our husbands are scratching our head and will say, well, you know, for six or seven months, I've I've been kind of searching everywhere and we will scour stores and we'll call stores, we'll order from out of town. But then when we need something, we need to hear God's voice. We need something from the Word for our children we won't even open and search like we would a catalog. And you know, it's funny, but it hurts God. And it hurts us, because here's a father who loves us and likes us, just like you do with your children. You know, Lacey and I, and yes, that is my husband's name, um, we will sometimes lay in bed at night and just talk about the things we like about our children. Of course we love them, but we'll, we'll just talk about the things we like. And I just wonder if God, since we're made in his image, does that. I believe he does. Just, you know, not just what we do, but just what we like about our children. And it's not always what they've done for someone else. Sometimes it's just a quirky personality trait. And you know what we love the most, I think, and we're made in God's image, is when we see something of us that's actually kind of good in them. Don't you know when God sees something of himself in us? He just is so full of like towards us. He speaks through His Word. And we need to hunt through it. I want, want you all to go home and tear open your Bibles. And, and just read. Read anything. Read Psalms if you're going through a tough time. Read the book of John if you want to just learn about Jesus. Read 1 John if you want to know about God's love. Read 1 Corinthians 13 if you want to know about God's love. Read the book of Galatians if you feel like you're getting into works instead of just receiving from God. But read, open it up, make the devil mad. God speaks directly through his word. And I want to share an incident in which he did and um. In 1999, um, I was diagnosed with leukemia. I did not feel good for about a year, and um, I kept thinking I was pregnant because I'm just one of those real positive people. So every month I thought I was pregnant for a year. (laughs) And one of my other friends, who who will remain anonymous, um, thought that she had leukemia (laughs) and she was pregnant. And um, she she joked around because she's like, okay, positive person, negative person. But I literally went in and within um, going into a hematologist, I was sent directly to the eighth floor at Methodist Hospital Oncology Ward and I was told that I had leukemia. And from then, the statistics and the things that I was given and the choices I was given were very grim. I had AML leukemia, which is acute melogenous leukemia. And my bone marrow was between 95 and 99% dysplagic. I was given um, a choice and encouraged to have chemotherapy, but I was told that I may not live. I had a 50-50 chance of living even through the first round of chemo because of the type of chemo that they would give me. And so I knew that God loved me. And I knew that God liked me. And I knew that God would not leave me or forsake me. But there were things that were happening with my body in order to fight this cancer that did not look good. And my dad, who is not some big giant Bible scholar um, or hunter, <laughs> we're just going to kind of let that slide. But no, he doesn't like to hunt animals, um, and so anyway, let's just, I'm going to get in so much trouble. <laughs> um, he, because of being having exposure to the Bible, and what I mean by that, studying the Word, it never returns void. It's the one investment that you can make that not only will continue in your life, and the Holy Spirit then has something to work with you but it will never 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 ever return void and he said I just keep thinking about this story about that guy whose warriors were reduced and what was happening is my blood cells were going down to such a level that that is why people um, that take that kind of leukemia to basically empty out their bone marrow um, that's why they die is because any little disease that comes in you have no white blood cells and he said i kept thinking of i keep thinking of this story and so he said i think it's Gideon so we looked at the story of Gideon and i just want to express to you this is how the word speaks and i'm going to tell my story of how it spoke to me but what i'm so excited about is that god has promised me in my heart that this story will speak to you and I love it when he does that isn't he good don't you like him he's so good and Gideon an angel appeared to him and I want to give you some background first of all I guess I'm going to back up just a little bit Um, what was happening in that time is there were warriors called Midianites and they were just Thousands of them. The Bible records that there were so many, they couldn't. their camels couldn't even be counted, it says in the book of Judges. And they were teaming up with the um, Malachites and all the other ites. And they were coming up against Israel and fighting and taking not only all of their crops, but wiping out um, their donkeys, their camels, everything that they had. So they were just obliterating everything that Israel had, wiping them out. And it's interesting because Midianites were called invaders. And that's what cancer cells are. And sometimes also invaders are just those things that steal your peace. Invaders are those things in your life that you wish weren't there, but they've been there for a long time. You've been calling out for God for him to remove. Or invaders might be something just brand new. But invaders to me at that time were cancer cells. And in Judges... Um, six it tells the story about them coming and it says in Genesis 6 6 that Midian was so would so impoverish the israelites that they cried out to the Lord and the bible describes that the israelites so the Midianites were so um, congested and so many that they were like locusts coming in and that was what was being reported to me about this leukemia that this Displays cells, the not natural cells, the cancer cells, were so many that they were just invading in and taking over the good cells. And sometimes you may feel that way tonight, that your problems are so many, how could you have peace? And yet God says that he can overcome. And I'm going to share this in this story. I know it's going to really speak to you. In Judges 6:12, an angel appears to a guy named Gideon and tells him, "The Lord is with you, mighty warrior." And you know what's interesting about this is we read this and breeze on, but until then, Gideon hasn't done anything that mighty. Matter of fact, he starts telling the angel of the Lord, "You know, I can't do this. I'm from the weakest clan. I'm not going to stand up against the Midianites." But God still says, "Go, and I'll be with you." Judges 6:13. Gideon says back to the Lord, something that I think we all feel. And it's like he lived thousands of years ago. And you've got to imagine this young man being told that he's going to lead Israel's army, which is not a lot compared to these Midianites, and that he's going to have victory. And he's saying, I really don't think I can do this. I don't have any victories behind me. And we've got to imagine how he feels. And this is what he says. I wonder if you've ever felt this way. If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our fathers told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and put us in the hands of Midian. And have you ever felt that way? If the Lord's with me, why has all this happened to me? Where are all his miracles? It feels like he's abandoned me. And God still says, I am with you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. You've got to expect him to help you. And you've got to expect him to be there. And you've got to let him talk to you. Open his word. The angel of the Lord said back to um, Gideon, I will be with you and you will strike down all the Midianites. Go in the strength that you have. Don't you love that? See, that speaks so much to me because we always feel like there's some other level of faith that we're supposed to attain to. And it's always this sort of guilt factor. Like there's always this like horizon that we've not met. And yet God says to me in this word, go in the strength that you have and I will give you victory. Because it's not about you. It's about you trusting him. And, and it's not about you it's about you expecting him to help you. It's like when one of our kids um, gets picked on maybe by somebody down the street and it's all really a tragic, difficult thing until dad comes home from work. <laughs> and then dad walks down the street with him and all of a sudden that other little five-year-old bully is just not quite as big all of a sudden that young little boy puffs out his trust and he walks with his dad to kind of settle the problem. Because why? Because dad's with him. And God says to us, go in all the strength that you have. It's not about getting more. It's about what you have right now and trusting God. The Lord tells Gideon he must tear down the altars to other gods. This was huge to me. And in Judges 6.25, he says, tear down your father's altar. And part of the healing process for me and part of what God was speaking to me through that is just um, clearing the way for God to work in my life. And this may sound funny to you, but even asking God's forgiveness for generations that I may not even know of down my family bloodline that didn't know him and didn't serve him and that um, went a different way. And that was important for me to just kind of cleanse that out. Well, the battle is on and the Midianites come and you all probably are familiar with this story. But the Lord said to Gideon something that is kind of odd and God, you know, most likely always throws something in there that's just unexpected. And he says, Gideon, you have too many men. And already the Midianites have way more men than the Israelites. So there's this odd disproportion and God says you still have too many and he makes him reduce the men by saying all those that are fearful leave and I think there was like 20 or 22,000 that split went home you're thinking Gideon's feeling really good right now it's kind of like when you want your friends to stand with you about a certain thing and you look around and you had 10 and you now have 2 And Gideon looks around, and 22,000 are gone. And then God says again, you've got too many men. And he makes him reduce his forces again. You know what God was doing? He says what he's doing. There's too many men, Judges 7-4. Take them down to the water. I'll sift them for you. And then, of course, he separates them by seeing how they drink. Those that lap the water can stay. And there were 300. Those that go and put their faces down to the water have to leave. 300 were left, and yet they had victory. And God says, I reduced the men so that I could get the full glory and that you would not say that it was anybody but me. Judges 7-2, the Lord said to Gideon, You have too many men for me to deliver Midian into your hands in order that Israel may not boast against me that her own strength has saved her. Isn't it odd that God sometimes will reduce the help around us so that we will know that when we get the answer, it's Him? That we will know when the answer comes, when the healing comes, when the restoration comes, when the solution comes. It's just Him. It's so good. It feels so bad, though, when that reduction of people is happening. And I want to tell you what had happened with me. I had 300 white blood cells for a long time. And those of you that have any idea of anatomy, which I didn't, you're supposed to have between six and 10,000. So I basically had none. And I did not get sick at all. As a matter of fact, I got better. And the doctors got more worried, and I got more happy. <laughs> and then doctors got more concerned, and I got more peaceful because of a story. That came from a man who is not a Bible scholar. But who had opened at one point his word. And I cannot tell you. I want to tell you from the depths of my heart. For yourself. For your children. For your spouse. For your parents. For your life. Open the word of God. It will save your life. It will change your life. It will restore your life. And then in what we are speaking about tonight... It will allow God to speak into your life. I have just enough time to pray over you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just pray over every single person in this room. I pray that they would have an excitement to open your word. To open the Psalms and to hear the cry of a warrior who's not afraid to shed tears, who's not afraid to express an abandonment, who's not afraid to speak to his soul, who's not afraid to call out to his God, and yet he was a warrior, a worshiper, and a king. Lord, I, I pray that they would have an excitement to open up your word to um, the writings of Paul who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament and much of it from a dungeon from the hands of a man who no matter what his circumstances, he could praise God, from the hands of a scholar, from the pen, I guess I should say, of a man who was greatly learned and yet said, I count all things rubbish compared to this upward calling in Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that you would give an excitement to men and women in this room and that you would convict us that we hunt and search And look for so many things and yet we'll have a problem or a situation and we don't go to your word. And we use lame excuses like I just don't know where it is. Lord, I pray that with every situation we would go to your word. So many of us know better and we just needed to hear this. And I just thank you, Father, for speaking to us tonight, God. For those who have come tonight that really need to hear your voice and really need to know that you like them. And for those of us who've come tonight who just need to know that you're still speaking, just need to know that you're their father, and of course you want them to hear your voice as your child. I thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit to please speak into every single person's life and those of um, our children's. And we pray that we would continue to grow and learn from you and love you and learn to even understand your ways so that we could be a much greater help and um, a much greater friend to others in Jesus' name. Thank you.